And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the planet, we're Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Do it now. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. And if you can't listen live overnight, you can listen when and where you choose. So I just saw the story, Eric. That was uh, uh, cable news ratings Monday, January 2nd. Fox News nearly triples CNN for total viewers. Right. Okay. All right. Mm. This is from uh, uh, Mediate. Um, and so it says Fox News scores a de- decisive win. Now, the the fact is Fox News normally beats CNN, mm, I don't know, 99% of the time. Yeah. So it's right. like, okay, well, you know, we know that already, and that's it's fine, and it's, this isn't like new news and so then I look at MSNBC and I go okay they're in a, they're in a solid second place and then I said oh news nation cuz remember they last year especially the ads were all over the place mm-hmm. and they have a big presence by the way in fact uh they've been coming up a lot on the Idaho murders yeah, right, uh, yeah. on on uh, on uh, on uh, YouTube right right and we did this a couple of months ago. We went, oh, let's News Nation. Let's see how they're doing in the ratings. And what was humorous at the point is the main reason people watched News Nation a couple of months ago was because they run repeats of Blue Bloods during the day. Yeah. Everything that they promote on, you know, <laughs> unbiased news, just the facts. Well, apparently. Now, we did tear that apart early on because I remember we yeah, remember right. said, let's. Let's go to a story on. Let's go to a story on the liberal transgender activist movement. Oh, they're calling uh, a trans woman a her. Okay, mm-hmm. well then they are making an editorial comment. What mm-hmm. they're stating is we are going to change the sex of a person because mm-hmm. they claim it. Well, you've just taken a political side mm-hmm. on it, and so we easily tore apart that that fact that we're completely unbiased. And then they went ahead and hired Cuomo, and we're like, okay, that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's done well so i decided when i saw this story i said let me do an update here on news nation uh fox and friends for example at uh, 6 a.m seven hundred five thousand viewers okay okay cnn two hundred eighteen thousand. 
mm. MSNBC at, at Morning Joe actually beats Fox and Friends. Mm. Okay. 770,000. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Fox and Friends. I get home and once it's on, it's like, I just don't care. I don't. Yeah. It just, it, I don't know what it is. It just doesn't yeah. draw me into it. Right. Now they increase at 7 a.m. and, uh, you know, to a million and actually beat MSNBC in the 7 a.m. hour. All right. Uh, and then CNN uh, this morning, 331,000. Well, News Nation's pulling in at 6 a.m., 14,000. Hmm. Okay. By the way, that's nothing for a national network. Remember, we're a nation of 330 million people. Mm-hmm. 14,000. 7 a.m., 3,200. 8 a.m., 3,200. 9 a.m., 3,200. Uh, 10 a.m., 5,100. 5,100. That's it. I'm sorry, 32,000. Hmm. Do I have this right here? Yes. I'm sorry, 14,000, 32,000, 32,000, 32,000, 51,000. Then okay. Blue Bloods comes on at noon, 121,000. Blue Bloods, another episode at 1 p.m., 223,000. 2 p.m., 332,000. You get to 3 p.m., 359,000 people. And then almost 400,000 people at 4 p.m. The largest audience that News Nation has. Remember, the product you're selling is news. Mm-hmm. It's not Blue Bloods Nation. Yeah. <laughs> it's News Nation. And the biggest audience they have by far. If you look at it and you average everything probably has, what, 20, 20 times greater audience to, tuning in, 15 to 20 times greater audience tuning in to repeats of Blue Bloods instead of where you actually spend all your money, which is to create a news product. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I If, wow. I, if I'm the programmer, I'm thinking... Why don't we just go twenty four hour blue bloods? Blue bloods. <laughs> I mean, or or other reruns. I mean, people clearly aren't there for the news. And then you watch the trend. You go, okay, all right, all right. We'll give it a year. But during that year, you're going to look at trends, right? All right. Each month, we should be making progress. We should be growing in each of our day parts. There isn't a real case for that at this point. No. No. Because my thought is, all right, are you committed long term? Yeah, well, then you need to populate 24-7. You're going to be a 24-hour cable channel. And you look at, uh, for example, at uh, uh, Newsmax. And, uh, you know... uh, 25,000, just looking at the early morning, 25,000 people watching, 7 a.m., 75,000, 9 a.m., 184,000, uh, by noon, 106,000, afternoon, 124,000, then 150, if you get into the late afternoon, 159,000, 142,000, 134,000, 125,000. I'm going hour by hour. Not great numbers, but at least they're running news programming all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, News Nation. How long have they been around? How long have they been promoting themselves? A year? Seems like a lot longer, but somewhere around okay. there. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like you've 
wave the right white flag. Right. Imagine being a salesperson. Hey, we want you to advertise on News Nation. Really? What kind of news programming do you have? Well, stay away from that. What you want to be able to, what you want to uh, throw your advertising is Blue Bloods, repeats of Blue Bloods. That's Tom Selleck, right? Tom Selleck, uh, yeah. one of the kids Walbergs. from New Kids on the Block. <laughs> Walberg, yeah, exactly. We got Tom Selleck it's, programming it's on. Do- <laughs> it's Donnie Wahlberg. And he's good on it. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. My dad. Oh, I've, I've seen it a couple times. Yeah, my dad watches it. So if I'm at my dad's, mm-hmm. I, I don't know which night. Is it Friday night that it comes on on CBS? Um, but my dad's a big fan of, of the show. And I've seen a couple of episodes. They're it's good. They could make News Nation the Tom Selleck. Yeah. There you they go. Mag, Magnum P.I. And uh, then the, during the, the commercials, Tom Selleck right. selling uh, reverse mortgages. Reverse mortgages. <laughs> Tom Selleck selling his own network. Yeah. Reverse mortgages. No, I mean, that's what I would do. <laughs> and then uh, the the, uh, the there's only like six or seven of them. They could you know, a Jesse Stone, mm-hmm. uh, which which I love that. I love that. That. Uh, Mini was mini series or whatever. That yeah, they, right. it wasn't really a mini series because mm-hmm. they ran. They'd run do like one every two years. But I mean, you for a could, while. But it was this, it was a great show. You would, you know, or tap into the audience that I mean, it's also the NCIS audience and everything else. And yeah, you know, exactly. uh, you could do all the NCIS, the new one, NCIS Lubbock, which is slower paced, but still, still, uh, still good show. Um, it's, uh, I, I would think that, you know, again, you'd want to commit one way or the other. And then the, the question is, yeah, but who are you going to get, right? Who's going to anchor during the afternoon hours? There are plenty, there's plenty of talent out there to get. I mean, they chose Chris Cuomo. So that shouldn't be a response to, yeah, but there's not enough people. Yeah, there's enough people. But that's the thing. I mean, that's they wonder why they couldn't convince people. Look, we're about unbiased news. All right, we need a celebrity. Chris Cuomo. Yeah. (laughs) Who got? Yeah. Who got got fired for protecting his liberal Democratic brother governor? Yeah. (laughs) We're unbiased. Chris Cuomo. <laughs> well, and if you're going to go Cuomo, go full Cuomo and and put Andrew wow, on. Put Andrew on the Andrew. before and or after or at the same time, and they'll do a wow. variety hour complete th- with giant Q-tips. Cuomo, <laughs> the Cuomo Love Hour. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, then if you believe Chris Cuomo is a get, then how do you not go full Cuomo? That's their problem. They didn't go full Cuomo. It should be <laughs> Cuomo Nation. Cuomo Nation. <laughs> that's what they should have done. Right. No, that's it. Cuomo Nation. Uh, I, again, you, you're either committed to building that network or not. Because I, it's, it is, I think, confusing. Because you clearly have a, a, a great, portion of that audience that only goes there for blue bloods blue bloods yeah well you either need to decide that you're going to be a, a rerun network which is fine yeah. or a news network 
You know, I mean, I and, understand. And again, it's, it's, somebody would say, oh, come on, it's a small network. Why even talk about it? Because I find it fascinating mm-hmm. that when they came aboard, there isn't unbiased news. We're going to be unbiased. We're just going to tell you the news, you know, factual. And, and there were so many. The thing is, it was the promotion, the rollout of it that mm-hmm. everybody had to see because I couldn't get away from the advertisements last year. And so, of course, you know, inquisitive, okay, what are they really doing and right. what are their ratings? And all of yeah. a sudden you go and you're like, okay, I, especially when I'm up during the day, all right, wonder what's on News Nation. This is supposed to be News Nation. It says it. I thought first the menu was wrong on my TV. Mm. Yeah. Right. Okay, this can't be News Nation. Blue, Blue Bloods is on. Right. Yeah. And, and it was like, no, we, we just give it up. Right. I mean, yeah, we. There's no news. Because <laughs> my thought is during breaking news, how many people tune over and go, "What's what's going on? What? Where's the?" And and I'll say this: I will on on the uh, because there's so much YouTube material on News Nation uh, on the Idaho murders. They've actually done a great job. Mm-hmm. Their product on covering news like that is actually pretty good mm-hmm. yeah. i look at i go okay this is fair this is fair mm-hmm. and so it's like okay the, the the product in breaking news isn't bad and now you've just destroyed it through the entire afternoon when a right. lot of breaking news happens because right. you're running exactly blue bloods i mean if and, you're if it was you know uh you know after midnight because there's really nothing good on after midnight as our boss tells us I would see, okay, they're going to run reruns or infomercials, whatever. But you're talking about the heart of the afternoon. As you mentioned, a lot of things happen. There are capable reporters that you, that you could hire. There are people you could hire to anchor. My question is, why don't you? I, I, and, I don't and then, get it. Then if you decide we're going to break into, uh, we're going to break in. Well, you're breaking into blue bloods mm-hmm. that then ticks people off because because you, those people are there for the, blue the, bloods. The, the overwhelming majority of that audience isn't there about the news. They're not right. there for the news. They don't care about breaking news. Two things they care about: cop families and reverse mortgages. That's it. Maybe gold. Gold. William Devane. Maybe. <laughs> William. I, I, when you say, it was funny because when you said Selleck, I'm thinking William Devane mm-hmm. for the others. And I'm just like, wow. And then there you may. Yeah. We're reading each other's minds. And, but I mean, you know, it, it, that's it because it's I, I don't know if there is uh, room for another cable news channel. When you look at the breakdown, as you mentioned, you don't do in the breakdowns. You look at how small the audiences are. Yeah, you know by comparison, uh, they're they're small. So is there a way to break in, and then you're going to have to steal from the competition? But the competition isn't just other cable news; it's people's phones, it's whatever draws their attention. You you're going to have to make them want to tune to you to get their news. And you've got to stand out in a way to do that. There's, there's some in some way you've got to set yourself apart from others. Well, you know the the, I think one of the fascinating things of where we're going, 
in in media is when because you had you had paid the whatever the fee is 10 bucks a month mm-hmm. uh in order to get no commercials on youtube mm-hmm. and when i wasn't really watching it a lot before i got my new tv that you know you know the computer the ios tv that has you know everything the menus are great for youtube mm-hmm. whatever it's so mm-hmm. easy to use right and i started doing it for music i said yeah. okay i'm gonna try that for a couple of months mm-hmm. i don't watch a lot of music i'm watching all different shows and breaking news because the breaking news they're putting on you know more in depth and if i don't i can get it when i want oh what's happening here mm-hmm. and actually news nation on the idaho murders i've been watching more than anything on youtube yep because yep. nothing's in her nothing there's no commercials right. you watch right. a 10 minute clip and do exactly. it and go, okay fine they have anything else oh, okay this came out an hour ago boom right and i go to it and then wow and i don't watch a lot of tv anymore i'm watching almost YouTube is taking over everything. Why? Because the content is there when I want it. The the amateur content I think is awesome. It's what yeah. I mean. I had to uh, uh, fix a one of the toilets in the house during the Christmas break, and I thought, okay, no, there's if I can't get it done, you got to call a plumber, which is expensive. But I was like, no, I I think I've got this. But let me double check. Pull up YouTube, <laughs> and it's a guy from you know. Upper Michigan, hey, guys, just wanted to show this to you. And, you know, and it was like, and he doesn't have a huge following, but it was awesome. I was like, well, you know, that's what I'm here for. What's changed everything is it's very easy to, Mm. you know, on your phone, whatever, to get perfect high-definition pictures. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's, and you don't have to wait for things to come to you. No, you don't. You know, and, again, that's one of the challenges of, 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 of live TV, you know, you're 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 expecting people to come to you in a world where people are going and searching out their own sources of news and everything else. So, look, I'm not the genius. I'm just questioning where is the commitment? Eight six six ninety red eye. Starting and charging system related issues are one of the most common causes of winter breakdowns. So, when your batteries talk, it's important you listen. Knowing the warning signs that could indicate your electrical system needs attention can help you avoid getting stuck out in the cold this winter. Have your batteries inspected by a professional technician if you smell any unusual or strong odors coming from the battery box. A pungent odor could indicate chemicals are escaping from a damaged or overcharged battery. This report brought to you by Luberfiner, engineering filters that are built to do more for heavy-duty fleets since 1996. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. I remember when we talked about the Loudoun County School Board mm. and everything that happened uh, there and the, the hiding of the actual sexual assault and the firing, as we know, of the superintendent. Well, a Loudoun County, Virginia father who was arrested in June of 2021 for refusing to leave the school board meeting has been found not guilty of trespassing. Uh, Joe Tiggis uh, attended a Loudoun County School Board meeting on June 22nd, 2021, joining other parents to protest critical race theory and the liberal transgender activist 
uh, movement. The meeting descended into chaos, and the school board uh, 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 off the uh, the public comments. Uh, they uh, and the 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 school board, excuse me, the school board cut off public comments, and as you know, parents stayed. Yeah, refusing right. to leave. Well, they arrested him. A Virginia a, a judge found uh, Tiggis guilty of trespassing in October of 2021. On Wednesday, Loudoun County Circuit uh, Judge Douglas Fleming dismissed the case. He determined that the Commonwealth could not prove that the superintendent had the authority to declare an unlawful assembly and that Tiggis acted in good faith in his belief he had a First Amendment right to be at the meeting. Hmm. The IRS, the world's most aggressive collection agency. They can seize your property, bank account, and garnish your wages. They cause sleepless nights for millions of Americans. Don't be one of them. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, get protected today. Call 800 800- On your smart speaker, say, play Red Eye Radio. And, if you're really nice, she might. Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric. I'm Gary, 86690 uh, Red Eye. Okay, a couple of things. that This story actually, um, f- well, forced me to, to uh, say, wait a minute. There's a, there's a question that I have here. Mm-hmm. And this is a story that Texas Att- Attorney General... Ken Paxton is suing the Biden administration over a newly implemented rule that he says places a burden on American taxpayers as a result of illegal immigration. Paxton filed a lawsuit Wednesday alleging the Biden administration is ignoring the federal law that bars the admission of illegal, uh, al- quote, admission of, quote, illegal aliens from residing in the country if they are likely to rely on on taxpayer-funded programs. The new rule uh, adopted in December of 2022 prevents consideration uh, from the statutory required factors when determining whether an alien is likely to become a public charge, end of quote, according to Paxton's office. Quote, aliens are provided documentation of financial support from family as proof that they won't become a burden on taxpayers but the Biden rule prohibits a robust and meaningful investigation into the veracity of the documentation. Attorney General Paxton's lawsuit alleges that the December 2020 rule was adopted in violation of the federal law and is arbitrary and capricious, a press release states. Well, I guess my my point is if they're trying to circumvent that even more, well, if that law exists, shouldn't it apply to any is it just is it just federal benefits that go to illegal immigrants, or I guess it would be if it's a federal law it would just apply to it because why wouldn't why wouldn't that lawsuit have been used before in a ton of different cases right. where federal money, for example, if illegal immigrants are getting phones, that's taxpayer dollars. Yeah, that's not supposed to happen. Right under the law, why didn't anybody ever file suit before on that one? I don't know. And and so those are the questions I have. 
But, yeah, but the law actually exists that if there's an increased burden on the taxpayers because of the cost of illegal immigration, well, then there's a law that actually exists that says you can't do it. And we had talked about when you file a federal lawsuit that you can't say the public has been damaged. Uh, you, the public has been damaged because their taxes go up unless there's a law that states that you can't do this. In this case, this law exists in the immigration law that if it puts a burden, taxpayer burden, illegal immigration from the federal level on the taxpayer, well, then it's illegal. You can't do that. Well, at that point, the law states that the taxpayer is damaged. And I guess the question would be is like using the example of um, if uh, illegal immigrants got phones, that would be damaging. Unless it's built into a law that has a uh, funding mechanism in the law. Is it accounted for? And is the, the case here saying that this is damage above and beyond what is accounted for? than any law i don't know be interesting to see how that comes across but that was a question that i was uh and here's another one and we had the answer to this one yesterday farmers watched in confusion wednesday as crews removed the stacks of shipping containers filling gaps in the unfinished border wall between arizona and mexico it was working said one produce company president told fox news it wasn't bothering the farmers it wasn't bothering anybody that lives on the border because it doesn't affect them. And now they're gone in one day. <laughs> There's nothing that was impacting the environment in any way. That's ridiculous. And they go through the different farmers on, you know, that that were, you know, that are on the border saying this was a good thing. Right. Well, there's only one answer to those farmers. It's what you voted for. It's what the people of the state voted for. what the for. people of the state voted for. Mm-hmm. The people of the state of Arizona, the majority of the people in the state of Arizona want illegal immigration. Yep. They chose it in November. Right. And so that choice was made. Now, you may not have, if you're listening right. to our show. You may not agree with that, right. you, you know, but enough voters enough got voters. the job done. That's yep. That's the choice that was made. It's the choice that was made. You voted for it. Right. I don't know what else to say. Right. Well, we got to stop living in stupid land. How's this happening? I don't know. No, I mean, that's... Inflation. How's this happening? You voted for the people. Well, and then getting upset (laughs) about it. You know, but it's the same mentality that says, yeah, we know the spending leads to inflation, but we want more spending. I don't know how you get i don't know how you get through just to a public that that behaves that way and that's exactly what's going on polls showed that they understood that the spending led to inflation later polls showed they wanted more spending right after the point of getting to record inflation yep, yep. they wanted more spending and what the public is demanding that the spending continue without the inflation. Right. Yeah, we don't want the inflation. We don't like it, but we need the spending. We don't like the inflation, so stop the inflation, but continue the spending. (laughs) 
grows on a tree. The, the voter, magic. The voter is demanding magic. Mm-hmm. Yep. The politicians aren't serious. Well, the voters aren't serious. Right. Democrats and independents and 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 some Republicans that vote that way, they're not serious. You're living in a delusional, magical world. Why can't this all just be the way? Why can't it just happen? We don't understand. Why can't solar panels produce electricity at night? What's wrong with you people? You guys are doing something wrong. And you know something? We need to vote for more solar panels because we need to be able to get that moonlight. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, look, the federal spending has caused the price of eggs to go through the roof. We need some federal spending to help pay for the price of eggs. <laughs> huh? Uh, wow. Is everybody doing edibles? <laughs> Look, Moonbeam said it. Everybody can't be high. We need some people to be productive. When he was signing the bill into law, the former governor of California, Jerry <laughs> to, Brown. To legalize pot, wasn't it? To legalize pot. To legalize said, pot. <laughs> Listen. Look, and his nickname was Moonbeam. Well, maybe you should be vetoing the bill then. Right. <laughs> Look, some of you are going to have to stay sober yes not everybody can be high all the time and then since then how many states have legalized (laughs) oklahoma has medical marijuana law in tulsa king the um sylvester stallone show on on paramount plus um taylor sheridan it's a lot of the activities based on the Medical marijuana law in no oh, really in Oklahoma yeah yeah but isn't uh, isn't I haven't seen it but isn't Stallone a mobster in that yeah and, and they, so they're getting involved they kind of send him out to pasture your territory is going to be he gets out of prison okay your new territory is Tulsa Oklahoma at first he takes it as an insult and then it's like okay but you've got to be sending money upstream of course to you know. Uh, to the big guys, and you got to find a way to do it. So he kind of starts squeezing the the dispensaries in Oklahoma, <laughs> in Tulsa. Yeah, and it kind of you know goes on from there. I I like the premise mm-hmm. of the story. No, it's actually I li- funny. I, li- I like the premise. I- Stallone is actually very funny in it. In it's. At times, a comedy, I guess, comic relief along the way. So he's, he's actually, he actually kind of uh, pulls it off in a way that's very entertaining. So it's like, it's it's the protection racket, yeah, for for something that doesn't for, need protect, protection. It's that, legal. That's legal. Yeah, but we still provide the protection, <laughs> right? But then he, you know, he starts working with one dispensary and saying, "Look, I can, you know, who 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 sells you your pot, right?" Well. It's a farm here. Then he he works out a better deal, better price deal on the wholesale. So he's it's like he's earning his keep at the same time. So it's not just about security. He's the guy. He's going to be your muscle. He's also going to be your business manager. Hey, but you don't have a choice in it. You don't have a say so in it <laughs> at all. And he demonstrates that very clearly. He's he's protecting you. I, yeah. I've always loved the protection racket. Well, uh-huh. we're protecting you from yeah. whom? Yeah. Us. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else. Right. But yeah. if you don't go along, then we'll destroy you. Right. The, oh, uh, always found that an interesting morality. No, it's, uh, it is fascinating. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, you, you, you do have to ask yourself the question though, is everybody high? Because it, it just, yeah, at we, times we talked yeah. about how, yeah. look, there's no doubt that, that American families are right now are hurting. desperate. They're hurting. Yeah. And it, it, it it's getting to a point. It, it's, I think beyond the threshold, it, it's, we see the credit card debt growing in recent months. That's an indication that they're not surviving. They're having to borrow money to get to the end of the month. And when you're drowning, you're going to be, you're going to ask anybody for, for help, everybody for help. And that's exactly where we are. And, but there has to be that point of saying, all right, we have to get back to the productivity of a nation that we have the potential of reaching and have, and I'm just, well, th- th- let me just say this. I think <clears throat> something that we should, we should try to do is make America great again. <laughs> when, when you look at, uh, you know, we, we look at when we had talked about the, you know, the debt and the deficit and, and, and where it's going when we, in relation to, you know, conservatives wanting more of a voice mm-hmm. in the Republican in uh, party and saying that's going to be a tough thing to cut spending. Inflation's already cutting into spending to begin with. Mm-hmm. Even if you spend the same amount this year as last year, right? Uh, or uh, 50, if you spend the same now as you did two years ago, yeah. it's roughly fifteen to twenty percent less right. because yeah. of the interest on the debt. Well, yeah. because of inflation, and right. then right. the increase in the cost of interest on the debt. Yep. So even spending the same amount is a cut. It is, and. You know, Americans are actually screaming, saying we want help from the government, which they have to borrow that money in order to do so. Mm-hmm. One of the ways that we've been able to, in the past, make the debt less is very rapid economic growth. Mm-hmm. But the party in, that has been in power wants to do the opposite. They want economic growth. They don't want the, the things that you could that you could really, you know, start. Uh, uh, start the cycle of producing more tax dollars is the fact of opening up all oil and natural yep, yep, gas, yep. becoming energy, becoming energy, truly energy self-sufficient mm-hmm. in this country, yep. being able to export it. Yep. And because it's so cheap here, you saw, I saw which company now uh, isn't going to be using uh, China's chips anymore. Mm. You know, the, there's, we have an opportunity because of what we've gone through in the pandemic to bring business here, yep. to bring business to the United yep. States, yep. and you say workers, well, we may have to, we may have to import workers, right? Because just a popula- just because of population growth in the United States just isn't there, right? And sorry, Paul Ehrlich, <laughs> Ehrlich, it's it's yeah. not it's not here. Right. There may be other places where the population is growing. It's really not growing here, right. Because of childbirth, right? And and so yeah, there's going to be a problem. But then all those problems can be fixed. Trump right. talked about it. Yep. We need legal immigration because if the economy is going to grow three to four percent, we don't have the workers. Right. The birth rate isn't there. Right. We're not bringing women by the tens of millions over a couple of decades into the workforce. Like we, we were back in the day. Right. Exactly. So we we just don't have that. Right. 
But how do you start it? You start it by having cheap energy. We could have the cheapest energy in the entire world yep. right yep. here, yep. which would help build business. But I just saw where I forgot what company uh, has officially said we're not going to Dell to phase out Chinese chips. Yeah. They want to build them here. Good. But we still need yep. cheap energy. Yep. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. So when you have the deficit and the debt like you have in this country, which keeps increasing, and you have a political party that doesn't wish to grow the economy, because the whole thing on the left is, no, because of climate change, we need to reduce it. Because no matter what you do, you're going to be increasing the carbon output. You can't stop yeah. that. Yep. And so the you know that's that's why Greta has abandoned you know the Democrats' position because she's like, you're all smoke and mirrors. You really don't want to do anything about it. It's greenwashing. It's right. smoke and mirrors. You're not really right. doing anything. Yeah. And, you know, that's the problem. But you need right. we need to grow the economy rapidly. Yep. But if we don't have cheap energy, we're not going to be able to do it. Exactly. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, 86690-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Good morning. Well, I told you... We'll be playing golf later on today. It's supposed to be 72. Okay. All right. So now, there's some wind in the forecast. That's okay. How much does that play into the game? Yeah, only if it's over 20 miles an hour. If it's, if it's 14, 15, 16, I'm fine. But that wasn't the point. It wasn't to talk about my golf game, even though I always try to sneak that into the discussion. I got questions, but go ahead. But I saw this golf story and I went, all right. Never thought when we talk golf we'd be talking about this. Okay. Saudi Arabia financed Live Golf and its feud with the uh, PGA has divided fans, tested players' allegiances, and sparked legal battles. Uh, now it's taken even a more sinister term. Live, backed by the $676 billion Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund, was accused on Tuesday of this week of using its U.S. lawsuit against the PGA, the Professional Golf Association, to build an intelligence file on families of 9-11 victims who have been critical of the kingdom and its new professional golf circuit. Live Golf has countered that the PGA is secretly running a smear campaign to take it down. Hmm. At the heart of the matter is the PGA's public relations firm, Cloud Public Affairs, led... Uh, by ex-chief of uh, staff to Senator U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, one of the uh, one of its other clients in uh, is 9/11 Justice, which is involved in a separate suit against Saudi Arabia, 
relating to the 2001 terror attacks and other atrocities. Now Cloud is also challenging a subpoena issued by Liv and accusing the tour of tapping a third-party firm to track the 9-11 group. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading. I just started. I just saw the story. I'm reading this going right when we were going on the air going, what? 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 Liv has brazenly hired a firm in the United States to track and monitor the activities of these 9-11 victims and families while simultaneously through an underlying lawsuit using antitrust discovery to now uh, sift Clout's communications with these families, even if they have nothing to do with live, golf, or golfers, hmm. Clout said in a filing. Hmm. The lawyers for live uh, did not immediately respond to a message seeking comment. The legal wrangling marks a dramatic escalation in the fight between the two competing golf circuits, which uh, until now largely has centered around the Saudi project luring some of the sport's biggest stars like Phil Mickelson and Cameron Smith with huge paychecks and unconventional tournaments. So now it's got out of the golf, and they're saying Liv is trying to track critics of Saudi Arabia in the United States. Yeah, um, that would be a massive problem. Yeah, You're not going to win if there's evidence of that. Oh, yeah, it's that's over. Um, I don't know where you get the support at that point inside the U.S. Yeah, they still don't have the support. I mean, they've spent plenty of money. I mean, right. but, and the but tournaments they have, have gone some. on, but the crowds, yeah. crowds aren't yeah, there. Well, the, 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 the rank and file support, right. yeah. No, the well, you have fan no, support. You get no, you get no TV. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're looking. But they have Americans involved in it. And my question would be, from that perspective, if it's learned by those who got involved with Liv. Oh. If they learn that this is true, does it change anything for them? Well, I think most of them, I mean, they've got, you know, Phil Mickelson's sponsors have dried up, for example. Right. Uh Dustin Johnson, I believe, is his stuff. It's all dried up because nobody wants to be associated right. with Saudi Arabia, especially right, right. when you mentioned the murder of Kosogi. Right. Mean, it's it's it. Nobody, you don't need that. As but these golfers don't care because the money they're making, the upfront money, takes care of anything that they might have made over the next ten years in uh, in sponsors. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, Liv is trying to get a television contract. Remember, they were who were they talking to about? They were talking to somebody about, uh, you know, actually getting, you know, paying for all the tough, basically, you know, buying the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where Liv would buy to put the golf tournaments on a major network. So I don't think any major network has agreed to do it. I don't know. One of the cable channels, I think, was discussing it. But Liv would do everything. It It would be a whole paid package. The networks would have nothing to do with it. It would be the live announcers. They just sell them the airtime. and Just sell them the airtime, yeah. and they would produce mm-hmm. the entire thing. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything on that story since I first saw it, I'm guessing about four months ago, because right. we had talked about that on the air. Right. But nobody's going to touch even paid programming if if there was any kind of evidence. Even the I'll tell you this, even the allegation itself. Yeah. Because you're talking about Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. 
the allegation itself is enough to just make anyone say, sorry, we're not touching this. Right. And, and already the, the, you know, the, you know, I mean, they lost Cameron Smith and that, you know, they, Cameron Smith went there and, and uh, U.S. Open, he won last year. Mm. And, and uh, then he went to the Live Golf Tournament. Now they are allowing, the Masters has said this year, they will allow anybody who, who, you know, has the qualification points or whatever, uh, or has won the Masters to be able to play this year. So Mickelson, for example, can play the Masters this year. We don't know mm. about the other majors out mm. there. Now they did, they only said this year, and then they're going to make, an, you know, an analysis of what they're going to do in future years. Problem is, Phil Mickelson's career, even though two years ago he had probably one of the greatest PGA victories ever when he won the PGA Championship at age 51, mm. uh, oldest player ever to win a, a major tournament, um, his game has gone down. I mean, he's he's lost it. He's okay. he's he's really lost it. Uh, Tiger, you know, even though Tiger didn't, again, jump to live, Tiger isn't really around any, you know, anymore. Mm-hmm. Cameron Smith, even though there was, you know, he, the guy we called Joe Dirt. Remember, he looked yeah, like, he right, looks yeah. like Joe Dirt. Mm-hmm. And he had a stellar career, but he's still new. But right. you look at a lot of, you know, Dustin Johnson, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you look at uh, a couple of the other golfers that were moving up a little bit. But the PGA is still retained, you know, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, mm-hmm. Justin Thomas. You look at like the five or six that are viewed as extremely marketable advertising wise and also really some of the best, you know, top 10 golfers in the country. They've remained with the, the, the PGA and mm. you really haven't seen a lot of interest from golfers in the, the Saudi league uh, at all. I know that they've drawn, you know, they've drawn some crowds, but nothing, nothing to write home about. I mean, right. Right. It's almost a, a exhibition minor league, you know, interest in, okay, you know, what, you know, l- loud music playing. It's a different thing. It's the new golf for the future. I, mm. You know, and I don't know. I mean, it's like. Well, just this story circulating is is yeah. not going to fare well for for lit. Just isn't. No. But it was just interesting. When I, when I saw the story, I went, whoa, that's a twist. Yeah. Wow. Well, because again, if if people believe in their in their minds for even a moment that this is true, then yeah, inside the U.S., it's it's you've pretty much closed the door. You can't get any sponsorship. You can't right, get right. any. You know, you can't right. get any viewership. What were they on last year? Was it YouTube or something? I think it was. Yeah, and I remember, you know, I I turned it on. And was like, it's an exhibition. It's not a real golf tournament. Right. It's right. You know, it's not. It's fifty-two holes. It's just, and you know, music's blaring and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I, mm. I want to. I think of any sports because you look at it. Football hasn't changed that much. Right now, they have the ads, but you know, they they probably still have the ads. But when the action's on the field, the action's on the field. Right. And. Uh, you know, you look at other sports like the NBA is un to me the NBA is unwatchable. Mm. I haven't gone for a number of years, mm-hmm. uh, and even before the whole before they endorsed the lies of Black Lives Matter, I was out with the NBA just because 
I want to watch basketball. I don't want a sideshow. I don't right, want the right, yeah. I don't want the public address announcer screaming at me mm-hmm. every you know telling me you know when to cheer, why to cheer, how to cheer, and chastising me not for for not cheering. Mm-hmm. And I had it with the, with the Mavs. It was to me going to see the Dallas Mavericks was unwatchable as a mm-hmm. basketball fan my entire life. And somebody who was in high school who constantly went to NBA games. Mm-hmm. It just you know it wasn't. And and now I mean you look at it you know with the uh, Luca and stuff like that here and you know and and uh, yeah I mean it's there's great basketball to watch there, but the sideshow to me was just getting to the point of it was getting annoying. Mm. They were irritating me. It's like shut up, mm-hmm. you know. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me how to cheer. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll never forget the one time with a friend of mine and <laughs> the announcer screaming. Everybody stand up! Stand up now! It's time to stand up! And she stands mm-hmm. up, and I'm sitting down. Everybody's standing around me. She goes, aren't you going to stand up? I go, no, I'm not going to do what they tell me to do. I paid to do what I want to do. She's like, yeah, I'm not standing up for the national anthem. No, it wasn't the, <laughs> it wasn't the national anthem. <laughs> but remember, we did figure why the NBA does that. Because they're all in liberal cities. Mm-hmm. And people so need, they believe people need to be told. Well, they believe they believe that the people that come to watch the games are idiots and don't yeah. know right. how to participate in an athletic event. Right. So they need to tell them everything what to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're not cheering loud enough. Well, you got to tell them. Did you tell them? Uh, I but, didn't tell them. No, you but tell I, them. I guess my point: you know, football basically has remained the same. Even the in-stadium event is, you know, is mm. is pretty fun and and. You know, football is 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 football, and people really are into the game. It's the game yeah. that really gets them uh, going. Golf is even to me, you know, built on built on history and built on nostalgia and built on tradition. And so, if you think that you know, pl- blaring loud music in and shortening to fifty two holes is somehow going to get it, because the golf, you know, Tiger Woods brought in uh, some brought in people that don't normally watch golf, mm-hmm. non-traditional golf watchers. But for the most part, the golf audience is pretty consistent. The majors will bring in more. When Tiger played, he would bring in more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I hope I hope I'm not. It, I hope when I say this, but for all intents and purposes, he's even stating, I'm done. Yeah. He did that right, last month. Right, you know, right. it's like. I'll play in the majors, but I just don't have what it takes to walk. And so it's going to take the, you know, the new young ones who are, and you look at the Rory McIlroy's, the Jordan Speed, the Justin Thomas's, you know, uh, 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 players like, like, uh, that. I just use them as an, as, as an example. Uh, you know, very, very traditional, yeah, very exciting yeah. to, to, uh, to, to watch and, um, and very, you know, traditionalist. They love the history of golf. Yeah, and, Tiger and, was uh, Tiger was speaking at an event recently, and there were some seniors at the front of the crowd, and he was up there at the podium speaking, and he said something to the effect of, "Yeah, you you know, it was a group of seniors that were being recognized at that event, apparently." And he said something to the effect of, "Yeah, this this group up here, this up front, you guys don't mind if I use a cart." He was joking, you know, and that kind of effect. Mm-hmm. And and I thought to myself, okay, you know, he's. You know, he's using a little bit of humor, a little bit of back and forth there, uh, certainly in an attempt in, in that setting to connect with the audience. But I think also the realization that, you know, after the accident, 
Um, he just is not going to be able to do that. And, you know, it, I think it hurt the game of golf. As you mentioned, he brought a lot of people to golf. And then when he was going through his marital things, um, there was this downturn in the viewership and everything else. But there's always this cycling out of, you know, older players and cycling in of newer players players, and everything else. The live thing isn't that, though. And I, it, in my opinion, I don't see how it ever would be that. In other, in other words, creating a new, you know, as they call it, the future of golf. I, I don't know that you reinvent yeah. that sport in that way. You know, I don't see how you would do that. Now you want to bring people back to golf, have Tiger, you know, beat all the odds and win a major this oh, year. Yeah, I mean that would bring. Sure. I mean, I, I the that may be if he if he could do it. That might be. Let's say he did it at the Masters. That might be the biggest golf audience of all yeah, time. Right. <laughs> Watching right. That. Exactly. So. Yeah. All right, 86690 Red Eye. Some new USDA investments being announced this week. Investments designed to help producers to expand market capacity and market opportunity, particularly in the meat and poultry area. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack telling reporters Thursday about 25 new USDA investments, both in grants and loan guarantees for projects that will help producers pursue new approaches to improve income, especially for small and mid-sized producers. Some of those new projects will help livestock producers carry out plans to add value to their products by processing them and selling them on their farms. Other projects aimed strictly at allowing producers to create or expand their slaughter and processing capacity. So that farmers have more than one market opportunity in which to potentially sell their livestock with more than one market opportunity, then hopefully the price will continue to be a one that will benefit the farmers because there'll be competition for their product. Vilsack promised more investment announcements in the coming months. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The USDA report is brought to you by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Highway Diesel Fuel. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. What were you telling me about Treasury bills, sir? Um, I was a, reading something. Over the last few days, there's been some stories about the yield uh, inversion. And uh, there have been a number of stories about it, including the Wall Street Journal. They pointed out, and this was from a few days ago, actually. Uh, uh, I have to go back and, 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 uh, and I lost that page there. Um, but as they look at it, and there's debate about whether the yield, the short-term yield versus long-term yield on Treasury is is uh, is an indicator. If there's an inversion, is that an indicator of a, a recession ahead? But it is one you can you do know that, or we do know that the uh, the the um, the Fed actually looks at that and pays a lot of a lot of attention to that. So, but the the inversion between uh, the short term and long term is um, at a peak right now. In fact, it's at the most negative it's been since at least 1992, the three month versus the 10 year 
Treasury, the gap between the two is the most negative that it's been since 92. Again, there's debate as to what that means uh, with a lot of economists, but it's certainly uh, notable that the Fed, you know, looks at it and looks at these curves quite often. And is it an indicator as as to uh, uh, a recession right around the corner? You know, we we talk about the the Fed and um, uh, I was reading, this is the Washington Post story just on, uh, you know, economic data out now. But just talking about the analysis of it is that the Kansas City Fed president saying the central bank should hold rates well above 5% into 2024. Yeah. Wow. 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 Well, you know, um, it, the question is, Are do investors believe that the Fed is, is getting on top of the inflation thing with raising the interest rates? You know, that remains to be seen, um, but there are signs of a recession around the corner. And you have a lot of economists and company CEOs that are saying that. And you also see the stories of layoffs that are happening uh, throughout different industries. individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your... The Bonus Show. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. All right. Uh, the you know looking at the you know the stories of the week. Politically, the story of the week uh, is not the whole speaker thing because that thing's going to be resolved, and nobody's going to be talking about it again. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. The biggest thing that came out of that story, though, is a rejection outright of Trump from some of, I will say this, the last faction of the most loyal supporters of Republicans that he had. Yep. Yeah. And it was just a matter of fact. It was across the board, really. If you think about it, there were three. One by default, essentially, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has been on board with, you know, if you... I guess if you think about it, it, hers isn't a rejection of Trump. If you're a conservative and you're looking at Marjorie Taylor Greene, what you're saying is uh, you're part of the swamp. Well, but but when then... She, no, she supports... Uh, she supports Kevin McCarthy. Right. But that's the... And then the other part of it is... And that is... So essentially you have conservatives saying, all oh, right, okay. she's not a conservative right, and, right. and okay. she's part of the swamp. And and Trump coming out then saying, no, I support Kevin McCarthy. And then you have because hers isn't really the rejection of Trump so much as it is the part of the severing of Trump and the alignment of Kevin McCarthy by people like Matt Gates and Boebert. 
and Colorado. Right, and and that's that's where it really came from because they were two of his most loyal supporters to the end. Yeah. But the end was this week. Now, Gates was trying to play it both ways where he first came out and uh uh and said sad, you know. Yeah. Sad that he's uh, you know that he's supporting uh McCarthy and then the the same day that he nominated him Trump mm-hmm. to be speaker of the house, which mm-hmm. again isn't going to happen. Right. And so it made Gates look unserious because mm-hmm. you're not you're not being serious about, you know, putting somebody up who could actually be Speaker of the House. Right. And Trump wasn't going to be. Right. And then saying, well, you know, about Trump supporting McCarthy. Well, Trump was really never good at HR anyway. Which means Trump always supports and hires the wrong people. Right. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. And then Boebert coming out and, uh, you know, and, and saying that, you know, McCarthy uh, is um, the swamp. If you if yeah. you support McCarthy, you support the swamp. Well, then de facto Trump is a rhino swamper, right? I mean, it's just it was unbelievable, and I'm thinking to myself, and it was so matter, and it was if it's if they're so into their their focus is so tunnel vision, do they even know? Do you know that you've absolutely rejected Trump and you have labeled him a member of the the a, a rhino a, a rhino swamper? I just came up with that term now. But a rhino swamper, I was shaking my head this week going, this is really pretty unbelievable. And Trump really did not strike back hard. That was really what got me. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was a complete rejection by Boebert and Gates. Yeah. And using, by calling McCarthy and using those particular terms of rhino and swamp, and using which, the word sad by Matt Gates. Sad, yes, exactly. You which, know, uh, in response right. to Trump. Those are direct swipes yeah. at Trump. And that was, to me, that was the story. Yeah. Because it showed that the influence, the the last of the influence on the Republicans in Congress, not mm. Republicans in general, there's still, you can look at the polling, a significant number that still support Trump, a lot less than a few months ago. Mm. There's still significant numbers, not a majority, though, anymore. Mm-hmm. And and on head-to-head, if you put all the candidates in, Trump, I saw the latest point. Trump still has a slight lead over um, DeSantis, but mm-hmm. if it's him and DeSantis, the majority of polls show people want DeSantis. Mm-hmm. But you still saw support from a Gates or support from a Boebert a couple of months ago, and it was just a complete, complete rejection of Trump. I mean, yeah. it was like right. I sat there and went, politically, <laughs> they're spitting in his face. Yeah. Which I didn't expect to happen. And I was like, you can, you could have still, you could have still disagreed with McCarthy, but once you start using those terms and then going after Trump and chastising Trump for making the wrong decision and then labeling McCarthy a rhino, the leader of the swamp, well, we know how it goes. If you're the, because the swamp is more than one person. (laughs) So if you're the swamp and the, Former president who you supported supports him. He becomes a de facto swamp. And, you know, just amazing. Well, it, because politics is amazing. It really it's is further indication that at least for those two, that it really is about themselves. Because otherwise you would hear, uh, you know, the follow up of it, the kind of words you heard from Chip Roy. You could easily say, OK, I disagree with Mr. Trump. 
And here's the problem that I have with McCarthy being speaker. And leave it at that. But that's not what they did. They categorized him, Trump, as part of the swamp. And Matt Gaetz used the word sad in response, which is a direct social media swipe at Trump. And Gates was all over the place. He just well hasn't I, been consistent. And and if but, this thing, but when but when he when he nominated Trump, I'm mm-hmm. like, I wasn't sure at first whether he was being sarcastic. I'm just gonna throw his name out there, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Or he thought he could play both sides of it. Yeah, or yeah, mitigate damage. I don't know. Yeah, mitigate. It's it, but it still lacks one thing: laying out what you want, what you believe specific should yeah. be achieved, and neither one of them really did that. And so, you know, it reeks of, okay, I'm going to play this week for me. And I think uh, for a number of those that are in that 20, it was probably going to be that way. I I don't include everybody, but I think for a handful of them, it's always going to be about me getting the most out of this week. I'm going to squeeze everything I can out of this first week, and then we'll move on. If they get a deal done today, then that's exactly what it's going to feel like to me. Yeah, because at this time next week, probably... Well, Sunday morning news shows, they'll be obsessed with it mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. Democrat-led. Yeah, uh, right. But by the time you get to Monday or Tuesday, it wouldn't even be a story anymore because the next story is be because then you would have uh, all the political barrels pointed at the Democrats and pointing at Biden. Mm-hmm. Because that's one thing. You know, you, 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 know, you and I talked about this. You know, Biden all of a sudden, and the Wall Street Journal was great. Well, Biden's running for office. He's going to run. Well, how do you know that? <laughs> because he's acknowledges a problem at the border. Now, yeah. we don't believe he's serious in solving it, no matter what he says he's going to do. But the fact is, he has said the border is a problem when up until yesterday it was secure. And there yeah. wasn't a problem. And they're working right. extremely hard on doing it. Oh, my God. Adam Schiff was on The View. <laughs> and the Democrats going to fo- Oh, we've been extremely focused on the border. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah. oh, my yeah. God. He's just he's yeah, he's just. Adam Schiff uh-huh. is such a pathological liar. I mean, on everything. Well, just, but, but just, if he's saying we've been extremely focused on the border in helping people get across Oh, the border, I forgot. That's right. That we have to. You know, yeah. that's, again, we have to consider how they think. We have to go back to uh, Martin Short mm-hmm. being the uh, cigarette company mm-hmm. lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... The yeah. the uh, the border is secure because mm-hmm. it's more secure than ever for people, for people to get across. wishing to get across. Yeah, it's very secure. Right. So that's <laughs> now you know. I mean, look, they can't be sworn in until they get a speaker. There's a lot of swearing going on, but most of that's coming from McCarthy's office. <laughs> and you know, we said it earlier this week. I. I don't have a clock I'm watching here. You know, uh, they can't get work done in the House. I'm actually okay with that. But at some point, they're going to have to get this done and move on. It's not going to stick around forever. 
And so we'll see if today is the breaking point, if they've actually made a deal like they were talking last night. Yeah, we'll see. And then I think the uh, the the story of the week, because it just dominated everything, was the uh, the injury to Demar Hamlin yeah. of the Buffalo Bills, and yeah. you know that because that just you know and and you and I talked about you know people on social media. There are people that die at work or have heart attacks at work all the time, and they're not recognized. Well, obviously, I mean that always comes up when something happens to someone, but you know, like this somebody in the public eye. But of course, somebody's in the public eye where you have 20 million people watching it in an NFL game, one of the biggest NFL games supposedly of the entire year, and his heart stops on the field after a hit. That itself, you know, because people, I've, I've saw people talking about, no, Chuck Hughes, it happened before Chuck Hughes. He wasn't hit. Right. He wasn't hit in a play. He had caught a pass a few plays before, but he wasn't touched on the play that he went down. Right. And he had 75% blockage of his heart. Mm-hmm. This was caused by the hit. That's what made it unprecedented. And, of course, things like that. On a national stage, the biggest sporting event of the night, one of the biggest NFL games of the year, and something like this happens, that's news. Sure. But uh, the uh, the news uh, yesterday that uh, Hamlin is expected to make a full neurological uh, recovery Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing that he wrote, because he still has the air tube in, was, uh, mm-hmm. did we win? Right. <laughs> and the doctor told him. He's awake and communicating. Right. Yes. And that is, you know, when I saw the word awake, I thought, wow. Yeah, that's great. You know, I mean, it, it was it mm-hmm. was such a relief to so many people. Still a long way to go in his recovery process. But, you know, um, I, I've always believed mm-hmm. prayer works. And the support you've had for for this one person is tremendous. It is an example of people coming together. And I, Joy and, Behar hates that, but yeah, she hates. I it. love yeah. it. We talked about that. She had to find the negative in it. Well, yeah. football heterosexual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She needs division. I don't need division. I like seeing people come together. Heterosexual. And you saw people come together. I don't like the fact that it happened. Right. But I I do like. How people came together. Well, her in the point was her message was football is evil and it's supported by heterosexual conservative men that caused this horrible thing to happen uh, because of their obsession with this blood sport. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what she was trying. That's to. basically the point she was trying to make. Right. Exactly. And and what I saw was a ton of goodwill. Yep. And I saw people coming together mm-hmm. all across the the the, the, the and, and social media. Yep. And yet the trolls were out there. The trolls actually made it interesting. Look. I know people get angry at the trolls. I don't. They exist, and they do it just to tick you off. I mean, mm-hmm. they're the people. They're your older brother. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you had one as a kid. Or your that, little brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're my older brother. My older brother, the troll. Whatever mm-hmm. you do, they're gonna they're just going to needle you and just keep point, putting the finger in your chest just to get a reaction from you. Mm-hmm. But the goodwill you saw out there across the board, uh, I... From tragedy and recovery, and like you've seen this week, uh, can bring out the best in people, mm-hmm. and it and it did. So I thought it was uh, I thought it was wonderful to see that so many people come together. Yeah, over that. Yeah, eight six six ninety Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. 
personalized savings on commercial truck insurance with Smart Hall from Progressive. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Not available in all states or situations. Eric and Gary for the Eden Pure Gen 40. You know, inflation is... It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll go into more detail on this story next week because it's just so bizarre, but I had to mention it. Yeah. Experts worried that elderly billionaires will become immortal, compounding wealth forever. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying they're not immortal? (laughs) Is that what you're trying to tell me? Elon Musk is not a robot. They're talking about the story that just anti-aging research in 2023 could kickstart the greatest revolution in medicine since the discovery of antibiotics. So you're talking about increasing lifespan. And it's like, you know, there's many things that you can talk about. Well, okay, Mm -hmm. if I'm 120, I mean, maybe I can live longer. I mean, what about, you know, my whole, so many questions. The first thing the left thinks of is that means the billionaires can keep their wealth longer and make more wealth. (laughs) My God. Of all the things, you go, well, what would that mean? You know, would I want to be 200? I mean, that's the way the normal normal people think, right? Well, what, what would it be like? You know, what would my health be? I mean, does if you could increase the, you know, the because our age, our, you know, our age span is much longer now, but we haven't stopped the aging process. We've just been able to keep older bodies alive longer. Uh-huh. And we, with modern medicine and everything else. The lifespan yeah, right. is, is basically longer, much longer than it was, what, 150 years ago? What, double, right. almost. Yeah, well, and, you know, of course, we know that the Rolling Stones would be putting out their 100th album. But, babe, I don't know that we need that, Mick, do we? Mick would have all the wealth. <laughs> yeah. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.